So as you know, everything in astrology is looking at cycles of time. And we are now this week starting a new cycle of 105 days, which we'll talk about today in our weekly horoscope from Monday, August 3rd, 2020 through Sunday, August 9th, 2020. My name is Jeremy Devins. This is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, and you can learn all about what I offer at quietmindastrology.com, where you can schedule a reading, you can take the Vedic Astrology 101 course, and you can see everything else I'm up to with my Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, which I highly recommend doing yoga and Vedic Astrology together. They come from the same source text. It's a whole lot of self-awareness that you can cultivate through these practices. But today we're talking about four major transits happening and four major cycles that we're going through. So Venus has moved forward on August 1st, just a couple of days ago. Can you feel the shift? Is there a difference in your relationships? Is there a difference in your relationship to beauty, art, music, creative expression? Uh, for me, I found myself playing guitar again after many years. Uh, I used to mainly play guitar and make music. It was my main thing for years. And I just suddenly wanted to pick it back up. So Venus has moved into Gemini with Rahu. And all of these transits I'm talking about apply to all of us equally, regardless of your birth chart. Uh, but if you do want to know your birth chart, you can get that at quietmindastrology.com right there on that page. You can get your own free birth chart uh, and you can understand this stuff a little better. So basically, if you have a rising sign that's uh, ruled by Venus, Taurus, or Libra, so that's ruling Venus rules Taurus and Libra. So if you have a rising sign there, you might feel this more significantly. Uh, if you have a rising sign of Capricorn or Aquarius, you might feel these transits more significantly I'm going to talk about today. Uh, but if you want to see your chart, you can do that there. But yeah, maybe you've noticed some change in your expression of beauty, art, creative expression, relationships, uh, what you love. And if you have an instrument that you used to play, you want to pick it back up. This is a great time to do it. Venus has been kind of stuck in Taurus, as I talked about last week, but now it's moving forward and it's going to move a lot quicker because there's no retrograde for quite a while. And it's with Rahu, which gives it a lot of energy. So great time for drawing, music, art, painting, photography, any sort of beautifying of things that you like to do. It's been focused more on Taurus and accumulating and being kind of stagnant. Uh, but now Gemini moves and it's a good time to communicate more with your uh, emotions and what you love. Mercury moved forward yesterday on August 2nd. So that's now in Cancer. Great time for communicating your emotions with your partner and working through emotional work with your partner or in any sort of expression that you have in your communication and connecting to the emotions underneath your communications. Mercury's been uh, staying in Gemini for quite a while as well. So we're ending some major cycles. A lot of things are starting to move forward, but there are still the retrogrades of Saturn and Jupiter. So the big major planets that have a huge long lasting effect are still going backwards. So we're still in the time of reviewing things. This happens every year though. So it's not a huge deal that Saturn and Jupiter are retrograde. But it is a time where there's going to be a little more delays, a little more setbacks, and it's a good time to go over the details again. And particularly with Saturn is now in the nakshatra. This is a division of the sky called Uttara Ashada, which means later victory. Now it's going retrograde back over this area of the sky where it was in January and February. 
So what were you doing in January and February that you started? What open cycles and open loops have you created that you can close now? And this is a really good practice to do regularly of just making note of your open loops and open cycles. And you could use a task manager app. I like the app Asana, or some people call it Asana, but that is not how you say it in Sanskrit. Uh, but I like Asana. That's a great app for a task manager. Or you can just do it in your notebook or paper, however you do this. But writing down all of your open loops, the cycles you haven't closed, projects you've started that you'd like to finish. Now we're going back over those things for the next 105 days. That's a little over three months. From August 6th to November 19th. It's a time to go back of what were you interested in starting in January? Did you have any New Year's resolutions or goals for this year that got sidetracked with everything that's happened in 2020? And can you look at those cycles and is there something you can take action on and start planning and making progress on? This is in the second pada, right? So there's 27 divisions of the sky. These are the nakshatras, which I will cover in future episodes and courses. And then within those 27 divisions, there's four divisions for each one. <clears throat> so it can get very, very specific, 108 total divisions of the sky. And this is how we can really start to pinpoint somebody's personality and traits. And right now, for all of us, we're going back through the Uttara Ashada, 27 divisions. Uh, of the 27 divisions, that's one Uttara Ashada. That's one of the nakshatras. And within that, there's four divisions, the four padas. And we're in the second one, second pada. So that's the time of focusing on your thoughts, your desires, your strategies to achieve your goals. What are you focusing your mind on? What are you filling your mind with, right? If we fill our bodies with junk food, we become fat. We have issues. We have health issues. We have skin issues, hair issues. If we fill our bodies with sattvic, healing, pure foods, less processed foods, more healthy foods, more natural foods. Our bodies feel better. Our skin glows. We feel healthy. Everything works well. We sleep well. Everything is good. All right. Same thing with our minds. And we might not think of our minds in the same way. And this is what yoga and all these old teachings talk about so much. We have to be very intentional with what we put in our minds and how we use our minds. Because our minds create our reality. And a lot of modern sort of new age thought picks up on this and has its own way of saying this, but thoughts become things and our thoughts create a reality. And every architect in the most practical, tangible way of somebody building a city or building a building, you have to create it in your mind first. You can't just get a bunch of construction workers together and say, start building, right? You've got to do a whole bunch of planning way before that down to very precise details in every single measurement in that case. And how often do we do that with our own lives, right? How often do we do that with our schedules? Do we just kind of let things happen? Do we just kind of randomly show up and just hope for the best? Or do we have some time to plan and create it and create the vision first, then create it in the physical reality? And every musician and artist as a former, mainly a musician, I, I know that very well. It's a lot of uh, trial and error, right? I would sort of sit around and come up with a bunch of ideas, but then structure it and build that structure before I would ever go and perform it as a concert or as a live song, right? You've got to create it first in your mind, then the physical reality, then you can share it with the world. So if there's a project you've been working on, this is a great time over this next 90 days to get very clear on your strategy, 
very clear on what thoughts you're thinking and putting into your mind and what desires you're focusing on. And all yogic practices are completely focused on this yoga and the, the yoga sutra. It's not about being a contortionist. It's about stilling the fluctuations of the mind, quieting the mind. And this is why I call my business Quiet Mind Yoga and Quiet Mind Astrology. So I think that's the most important thing you can do. And I can't say it enough is if you can quiet your mind and listen to your true self and what you feel called to create in that still quiet knowing voice. That's where all your creative power comes from, all your inspiration, all your best ideas come from that space. So this 105 day cycle we're in now is all about getting very clear on those thoughts and intentions and choosing strategies that are helpful. And you could try some things, maybe for a week, you write out all of your schedule hour by hour. And if that doesn't work, you just scrap it. You try something else. Maybe you use a digital planner. Maybe you use a physical planner, right? Find what works for you. But this time is the time to really be focused on your thoughts, desires, and strategies to achieve your goals. And Uttara Ashada means later victory. So it's the long game. It's being patient. It's knowing that you might not see the fruits of your efforts right away. And just like in the Bhagavad Gita, it's better to focus on your work and what you have to serve and how you can be of service to others than to focus on the fruits of that work and what you're going to get from it. Focus instead on what you can give right now over the next 90 days. What can you create? And notice if there's certain thoughts you're taking in, like if you're watching a certain show or uh, program or website, if that's clouding your mind, maybe try taking a break from it. Just like our body has to digest our food, our mind has to digest everything we take in mentally. So one thing I've done uh, over the last month is I got, got kind of sucked into social media and having it on my phone, I realized was very distracting. And it was very easy to just click the button on my phone and kind of be pulled off into this whole other world of thoughts that weren't actually in alignment with my goals and intentions and not very helpful. And I just deleted them from my phone. So I can't even do that anymore. I can't click the button to go to those sites anymore. So I don't have that distraction clouding my mind and I can focus more on what I want to create. And it's been incredibly energizing for me. And you might find a similar result if you think that would be helpful for you. The guna of this uh, nakshatra is, is sattvic. So it's, it's a purity, it's a clarity, uh, it's, but it's also the kapha dosha. So it can be a little heavy and slow, but again, be patient over this next 90 days. Uh, just focus on what you want to create. Keep that vision in mind and keep focusing on how you can close cycles that you started back in January, February, or even further back and learn from them and move forward. Now, this cycle last happened back in 1991 and before that in 1961. So it's about 30 years, so around 90, 91, around 60, 61 is when Saturn was in this area of the sky. So if you've been around that long and you have any history back to those dates, Maybe reviewing those things of what you've learned from those lessons. Maybe going back to like some nostalgia of like watching the movies you watched then or the music you listened to back then. What have you learned since then? Maybe go back with fresh eyes and sort of re-experience those things and see what you've learned. Or maybe if you're younger than that, if there's pieces of history that you like from those times, go back, watch those movies or those songs or those uh those articles or those things that you remember from those times or things that were interesting about you for or about those times for you and see what you can learn from those lessons of those periods. 
because it's a similar energy, similar cycle as what was happening back then. So just know things will take a little longer than expected, but it's all about finding your own sort of foresight and direction, taking responsibility for what you can control, letting go of what you can't control, and follow synchronicities. If something comes up, it's like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I was thinking about that, and then somebody said it. Follow that direction. Maybe ask more questions about that. Maybe pursue that direction. And notice where your mind gets pushed and pulled in different directions out of your center so that you can come back to what really matters to you. Now today, last thing is the is today is a full moon. So full moon is always a good time of taking a little pause, reflection, uh, celebration, gratitude, very helpful, very important. Just write down three things you're grateful for that you've learned over the past couple of weeks since this cycle of the, the moon began two weeks ago. Did you take some time for yourself to recenter like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago? Did you take some time to eat some nourishing meals? Did you enjoy that, right? What did you learn about yourself? Uh, just a little time for reflection and uh, recentering, and you know maybe a little bit of rest and recharging, and then we start to move forward towards the next new moon. But great time for reflection, gratitude, introspection, seeing what you've learned. What have you learned? How have you grown over the past couple of weeks and over the past several months since January, and even over the past 30 or 60 years, if you've been around for that uh, since 91 and 61. So I hope this is helpful for you and gives you some insight in what to focus on this week and really over the next 90 days of this new Saturn cycle. But again, there's still the retrograde. We're still going back. So what have you started? What do you want to keep moving forward that you began? What ideas and sparks did you have back in January and February that got sidetracked that you want to move forward on? This is the time to restructure your, your life around those things of like, what kind of strategies can you put in place to create that? No, it's going to take a little bit longer than you might expect, but build your strategies here, build up your routines and habits and your structures. And if you like to chant mantra, this is a great time for chanting to Ganesh, the remover of obstacles, because there will be obstacles, there will be delays and setbacks, but chanting to Ganesh, the elephant tusk is the symbol of this nakshatra. So the elephant of Ganesh is a great deity to chant to, and there's a great one by Jai Uttal that I'll link in the show notes if you want to listen to that mantra and just chant along. Don't even really know, need to know what it means, but just feel the energy and intention of it to remove obstacles, to clear the way for what wants to come through you. So you're not letting uh, the fluctuations of the mind get in the way. You're not letting uh, craving and aversion get in the way because those can all distract us from our true self. And instead focusing on the long game, the slow, steady process of moving towards what matters most to you. How can you serve others? It's ultimately the question to keep coming back to and close the open loops, close the open cycles so you can keep moving forward in that direction. All right, so thank you for listening. If again, if you want to learn more about how this specifically applies to you, schedule a reading at quietmindastrology.com or if you have any particular life events going on, uh, this this uh, nakshatra also symbolizes a change of uh, job, which everybody's experienced. Of course, this affects everybody. Uh, this started in late December. And it goes all the way until January 2021, this whole time of Saturn in Uttara Ashada. Right? The whole thing is over a year. Uh, so this whole change of jobs and workplace is affecting everybody all the way through January of 2021. 
So if you want some support on your career, your purpose, your dharma, your direction, this is what astrology is for. It's exactly that. So I love this stuff and I'm happy to share it. Schedule a reading at quietmindastrology.com. Or if you just want to understand astrology better and make sense of all this, take the Vedic Astrology 101 course. It's very thorough. It's a few hours of content, but also some uh, very simplified versions of things. So you can understand the signs, planets, houses, how it all makes sense and fits together, and then how to read your own birth chart and make sense of it all. Of course, don't be your own astrologer. Uh, only focus on the positive things if you're going to be your own astrologer. Uh, just for entertainment purposes and just focus on the positive stuff. Uh, the negative stuff, you need perspective from an astrologer to really make sense of that. Uh, so if you're freaking out about your chart, uh, don't do that. You're probably missing something very important. Uh, so you need that perspective if you're going to look at the negative stuff. Otherwise, just focus on the positive in your own chart. Uh, and then get a reading from somebody who you know and trust. If you want to do it with me, quietmindastrology.com. And I'll be back here on Thursday with an episode about how to see synastry and chemistry and compatibility in relationships. So I got this question from somebody who emailed me. She wanted to understand how you see compatibility in charts in Vedic astrology coming from Western. So I'll be talking all about that. Very interesting stuff. So look forward to sharing that on Thursday. And if you have a question send me a message, jeremy at quietmind.yoga is my email address. And you can send me any questions you'd like me to cover in future episodes. All right. Hope you have a great rest of your day and week and look forward to sharing more soon.